There's elections coming up in uh, November. And, uh, Tim, it's nice to, uh, uh, we do want to, you know, let the, our audience get to know some of these candidates, but it's nice to spread them out. So we got uh, some coming in the month of uh, August and not like 12 a day, all in the month of October. And uh, we have somebody here who, uh, it's been some time, but has actually commented on our uh, radio program. But uh, we want the audience to uh, get familiar with this person who uh, you may not have heard in the past on our radio program. And uh, Tim, his name is? Andrew Duck. Andrew, let me and may I welcome you back. I missed you, my friend. You can't see us. I'm shaking his hand, patting him on the back, crying. Haven't seen him <laughs> for such a long time. Andrew, once again, we're together. Together again, Frank. But this time it's something important. Mr. Duck is running for office, specifically the House of Delegates, District Four. Welcome to the program. And uh for those who don't know you, tell us about you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, and in terms of my background, I am a graduate of Middletown High School. I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice place. It's a good school. I like it. Uh, and uh, I graduated uh, way back in 1979. I uh, wound up getting married and having kids young, so I joined the, the Army. I enlisted in the military at the age of 19. I had had a son that had medical problems. Uh, I was born premature. And I needed health insurance that would cover pre-existing conditions in the d- days before Obamacare. And the only way you got that was to join the military. And they would cover all your, your medical treatment that you needed. And uh, so I joined the Army, started out as a company clerk, uh, kind of liked the uh, Army career. and wound up, uh, in the end, doing more than 20 years. Uh, started as a company clerk. Then I went on to become a Korean linguist. They sent me out to California to learn how to speak Korean and conjugate verbs for freedom. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then I went through officer candidate school, became a military intelligence officer. I deployed three times in support operations in Bosnia. Uh, and I deployed into Iraq on the ground in 2003 when we went in and got rid of Saddam Hussein. Quite a career. Quite a career. And I thank you for your service. Uh, oh, I'll tell you, it was an honor and a privilege. There is nothing better than representing the United States of America around the world. Uh, when I, I want to emphasize that. When I was in Bosnia, uh, I was walking down the street. It was me and another U.S. soldier walking through the streets of the city of Mostar in Bosnia. And there was uh, a Bosniak woman, Muslim woman, who... Uh, was walking right past the Croatian paramilitary headquarters, and she was just trying to get to her stall where she sold food, and she had her bags full, and she was just looking down at the ground, not causing any trouble, just wanting to make sure she can get to her stall in time. And she's walking, and she sees our boots. And when she sees our boots, she kind of looks up, and she sees that we're American soldiers, And all of a sudden, she's not looking down at the ground anymore. She can walk down the sidewalk with her head held high and not worry that anybody's going to mess with her that day. And I will tell you, it's not because I had duck over one pocket. It's because over my other pocket, it said U.S. Army. And I will tell you, uh, I am grateful for the fact that I had the opportunity to represent this country And I wanted to relay that story because that tells you how this country is viewed around the world 
as the person who provide uh, the the institution that provides safety and security on a worldwide basis. So that that brings us to uh, why you're here today. Uh, you have run for public office before. We, Tim and I uh, remember you're running for the sixth congressional uh, district seat, but uh, this time around, it's Maryland House of Delegates uh, District Four. Tell us somewhat of the uh, what the district is geography-wise, so people know if they're living in District Four and uh, and what that whole election's about. Sure. Uh, the one sentence description of District Four is it's Frederick County, but not Frederick City. Um, a little bit. The second sentence uh, is we also don't have the northern tier. We do not have Emmitsburg. We do not have the city of Thurmont, although we've got areas east and west of Thurmont. Um, the other part of Frederick County that is not in District 4 is if you are in the city limits of Mount Airy, they kept Mount Airy together and put it with Carroll County. So, uh, But other than that, if you're not uh, in Frederick City or, or, or short, just briefly outside of just a few miles outside of Frederick City, then you're going to be in District 4. So it's and that's most why of there's the, three delegates coming from that area. That's correct. There are three delegates uh, and one senator in District 4, and it's, a, it's at large. So they don't have it uh, – th- it's not a 4A and 4B right. situation. And three, which used to be 3A and 3B – uh, that is now consolidated. Uh, and so much of what used to be part of 3B is now in 4. That whole area, Adamstown, Jefferson, down to Point of Rocks, is now in 4 uh, because the population of Frederick County increased uh, 18% over the between the two 10-year censuses. Uh, and in 4, it actually increased more than that because uh, 4 had the lion's share of the growth. So it was about 22% increase in population in the, the area that that is now part of 4. All right. What about uh, – I want to ask you this question. I'm going to give you a moment to think about it as we're going to take a break here. And I want to know about the uh, what you think is the major issue concerning – uh, Frederick County, you know, from the state issue. We'll be coming right back. Or House of Delegates Andrew Duck. And uh, some more questions. I gave you that little uh, test there to think about on the break. What uh, and, and from Annapolis now, you're, you'll be a government, uh, a state uh, official. What uh, do you think the problems are facing this, this, this county? Well, a, when you look at Frederick County in particular, Frederick County has a problem with infrastructure. We've uh, grown, as I, I talked before, about the district changing uh, with that increase in population. The infrastructure is not keeping up with that. Even as we've, we've tried to add school after school after school, even now if we build out everything that's currently in the pipeline, we still have temporary schools, uh, temporary classrooms. Uh, we've got problems with our roadways, not being able to handle the amount of traffic that's on them. Uh, I will tell you, uh, for those folks who work down in the D.C. area, uh, the commute on I-270 is is horrible. Uh, I was going to say unbearable, but somehow we bear it. Uh, I will also tell you that, and so we need to fix it. I'll tell you, I don't support the toll concept. Um, I'm absolutely opposed to tolls. Uh, people should be able to get to work without having to pay an extra fee for it. Uh, we have a duty to provide our constituents with the ability to move from point A to point B in a reasonable amount of time. 
and we should find another way to fund it. We've got the infrastructure bill that's been passed at the federal level. We should be able to get dollars from that in order to make the improvements that we need to 270. We also need improvements on on all of our roads, Route 15. I live out in Brunswick. I'll tell you, 340, the off-ramps and on-ramps to Route 340 are dangerous. They have no merge area. That's on the list of things to fix, but it's, it hasn't gotten to the point where they're they're implementing that. So what can, uh, what, Mr. Duck, what, what you've identified some of the, the major issues. What, what can, can you do? do for us in Annapolis yeah. to, to rectify them? Well, what we need to do is we need to make sure that the infrastructure money, we're get, the state is getting infrastructure dollars from the federal government over the next 10-year period in order to improve our infrastructure. We need to look at the bridges, the roadways uh, here in Frederick County. And because of that change in population, we should be able to make the argument, go down there and make the argument that we need that money to accommodate that growing population that we're facing. What about the tax problem? Maryland is is taxing people that businesses move out because of our increased taxes. The county taxes are horrible. And uh, what does what uh, Andrew Duck say about the taxing issue? Well, I, I will say uh, I keep hearing the argument that businesses are leaving the state because of the high tax rate. But we always have more businesses than we had before. They said that uh, when we started taxing the millionaires at a higher rate, that mm-hmm. anybody earning a million dollars is going to move out of the state. We went from being number fourth in people who earn a million dollars a year to being number one in the people who earn a million dollars a year. So – uh, I'm, I, I sympathize per capita. Uh, I, I, well, first of all, I want to point out that we should be easing the tax burden on people who are in the, the middle and lower incomes while we what's that focus. Number? What's that number? What's that mean? Well, uh, if you're over four hundred thousand uh, dollars, and I heard somebody commenting on this as I was as I was driving in, mm-hmm. uh, and they said, you know, regular people earning four hundred thousand dollars. Well, I'm I'm sorry, I'm a regular person, and I do not earn four hundred thousand dollars. But your net worth, I don't though, know. But your net worth is over that. I mean, you have and, a house, obviously, and there's there's three hundred fifty thousand at least. But but you don't get taxed on your net worth. You get taxed on uh, your house and, by the, and any proposal. There have been some proposals. Uh, let me make sure I, I point out there are proposals out there to tax people based on net worth, but yeah. all of those start at $10 million net worth or more. Mm-hmm. So, far. Um, so, well, I mean, we can dream up any yeah, kind of possible to, I, thing that might you, happen. Right, you but, know. but I want you to but, say, I want you to say, I would be against that. I would be, I, you know, that's, that's so, so let me, uh, so I would be against that. Good. good. Uh, so uh, I support, uh, I, I would be willing to have a 1% tax on those people who have uh, 10 million, 100 million, a billion dollars. Part of our problem that we have in our economy is that uh, the money is all getting concentrated in the hands of a very, very, very few people. Uh, you've got people like Elon Musk and uh, the, the guy that runs Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, and a handful of other people who have billions and billions and billions of of dollars right and if that money if they can't if they don't spend the money they have right. and put that back into the economy it then the economy starts slowing down so we need to make sure that that money is being if it's not being reinvested mm-hmm. 
and, and that's one of our problems is that it's not, then that's part of the problem that we have uh, with, with a general uh, lack of vibrancy in the economy. Now, we've got a pretty vibrant economy right now. We added a half a million jobs mm-hmm. uh, last month. Uh, we are seeing employment pick up uh, where if you want a job, you can get a job. Right. And that's the first step. Uh, what should then happen is we should start that competition for a good employee should start having people have higher wages. And what we're seeing right now is inflation on the price side, but not as high, not as rapid of inflation on the wage side. And that's a problem. Uh, and I'm glad that we got an anti-inflation bill uh, put forward. But that's at the federal level. Right. Here at the local level, one of the things that I want to see, and and these are things that that have been started in the legislature already. One thing that I support is a rollback of the gas tax when the price goes over $4 a gallon. I think we should automatically say we're going to roll those prices back. It was going to be a temporary shock based on the war in... Uh, Russia with Ukraine, but a temporary shock still hurts. Uh, so we should be accommodating that by doing what we can at the state level. Yeah, good. Go back to the state. Good. Second thing, second thing I want to emphasize, I want to point out is when you start having inflation, it hits retirees who are on a fixed income the worst. And Maryland taxes uh, retirees. So I support the plan. And currently, the legislature last year passed a plan so that the first uh, $10,000 of retiring income would be tax-exempt. And uh, under Governor Hogan's plan, that would increase every year for six years. And I will tell you, I support much of that. I do not support everything that Governor Hogan had in his plan. Governor Hogan had that go in year number six to where if you were earning you know, $10 million a year, you didn't get taxed on your $10 million a year because it came out of a but retirement if, but account. But if you're retired, I mean, so, we, so it's already been taxed once or twice, right? And now we're Well, gonna... no, no, actually, like you take your, your earning income right. and you put money in an IRA, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't get taxed. Until you use it. It doesn't get taxed until you use it. But and that, what it, they're saying, what, how, how under that, Hogan's plan... I don't mean to argue with you, but I get uh, to ask these questions. Because you, that money's already paid tax. You already When you earned that money, you already paid tax on it. No. No. If it goes into your IRA, right. then you get to put that in your IRA tax-free. That's why we have an IRA. Right. And it doesn't get taxed until you pull it out. Well, under Hogan's plan, it wouldn't get taxed when you pulled it out either, even if you and, – and so I support if you're pulling out up to the, uh, the, the average income for the state, let that be tax-free. But I don't support all the way up to billions of dollars. Okay. Now, Mr. Dunk, we are just about out of time. So back to the 4th District. Yes, tell uh, us more. What are people going to see on the ballot? How many candidates? How many can you vote for? How many <laughs> get through in the 4th uh, District delegate race? Uh, the 4th District race is a three-candidate race. Uh, so you get three votes and three people will win. Uh, I will say that you will see two people with the last name Duck. On the on the ballot, uh, and yes, we are related, uh, and we would I would encourage you to vote uh, Duck Duck and Hall uh, as the three votes. Not Goose. Uh, no, not Goose. <laughs> duck Duck Hall, not Duck Duck Goose. Um, 
and and so that's the three. Uh, but there are there, there'll be a total of six people on the ballot, and you get to pick three of them. Okay, and uh, if somebody wants to find out more information about you and your campaign and the issues, you can go to duck the number four delegate dot org. And you can uh, read about my history, uh, my background, and where I stand on the issues. If you had a specific question, you can go through that site to send me an email for any specific questions that you have. All right. And uh, we hope uh, past November, um, wish you the best of luck. But whatever happens, hope you come back and visit us once in a while. Yeah, don't forget us. Everybody goes down to Annapolis, they tend to forget us. Not everybody, but most. So best of luck to you, Andy. I will tell you, if I go down to Annapolis, I will not forget you. I will come back uh, regularly give us updates, yeah. and, and give you updates because right. that's what uh, people deserve. Amen. Thank you much. We're coming right